Dr. John Easter on Together in Missions. Here is Dr. John. Woo! Hey, hey, hey! 2024, ready for more? Turn to your neighbor and say, are you ready for more? I love that, Mael. Good job. Here we go. Well, happy almost new year. And can you believe it? It's going to be a great day. I just believe God has a word for you. But as that video was just sharing, do you realize that Portland Christian Center, that starting tomorrow, it'll be a hundred years that Portland Christian Center has been here. Let's give the Lord a praise. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. And it's, it's just amazing how God has been so faithful, so many different seasons. Some of you, maybe you're brand new, you don't know this, but uh, this isn't the original building. This isn't even the first location. Uh, the church has actually moved multiple times. It's had multiple names. Did you know that? Some of, some of the people that have been here a while. Uh, Gospel Tabernacle. By the way, raise your hand if you remember when it was called. Anybody here? Oh, we have some people that were here. Look at that. That's amazing. All right. Uh, the next, let's clap for those people. Yeah, clap. That's awesome. So good. And there's even more. And then it was also called First Assembly of God. Raise your hand, First Assembly. Okay. There's no way we were coming in second. We're first. Let's go. All right. And then, um, and then Pastor Bill Wilson, when he came and the church, we named the church Portland Christian Center. Now, who remembers Portland Christian Center? We all do. And, and it's just so important to remember how faithful our God is. He's with us as a church in every season. And I want you to remember that for you. Because God is with you in every single season. And I want to get right into the word because I believe God has a word for all of us today. And it's in a passage that I haven't preached on since I was a youth pastor. And it's in the book of Ecclesiastes. Some of you are like, oh no, if you know Ecclesiastes. But I promise you it's going to be good. If you have your Bibles, turn to Ecclesiastes chapter 3. And I really do believe that this is a word that the Lord has for all of us today, for our church and also for everyone individually, that God has a word for you. He has a word for your family. And I believe if you, if you pay attention and if you apply what God has for you today, that he has something beautiful for you in 2024. If you agree with that, would you just say yes? yes. All right. So in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, we're going to be in verse 1. And it says this. There is a time for everything. And a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. I want to read verse 1 to you one more time. There is a time for everything. 
and a season for every activity under the heavens. Would you pray with me? Lord, I thank you for your word. I pray, Lord Jesus, that it would truly minister to every one of us, whether in person or online. I pray that we'd be encouraged, we'd be strengthened, and most of all, as we are just hours away from 2024, that you would help us, Lord Jesus, to transition into this new season well. I believe you have something wonderful for all of us, and I pray that we'd embrace that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, a couple things I want you to know about Ecclesiastes that I think will be the backdrop for all of us to understand exactly what I want to talk to you about today. I think it's a really important word, so please pay attention to this. The first thing you need to know is that Ecclesiastes is part of the wisdom literature in Scripture, and it was written, most people believe, by Solomon, but there actually is some evidence that it it could be somebody else um, because it says in it, at the beginning, that it's the words from, and the, the word is Colette, and it's the son of King, the King uh, David, David, King of Jerusalem. And so some people believe it was Solomon, others say different descendants of David. But whoever is by, what's most important is that he actually gives us the reason why he writes it. Isn't it nice when someone gives you the reason why they're writing something to you? Have you ever gotten a letter from somebody that writes something like, why did you write this again? This time he actually gives you an exact reason, and this is what I want you to pay attention to. Is the author opens in chapter one, he says, Havel, Havel, everything is utterly Havel. Now, in case there are any superhero people in here, he's not talking about Kalel, Superman. He's talking about Havel, it starts with an H. And Havel is literally translated Vapor or smoke. When you read your Bible, oftentimes it says, meaningless, meaningless, everything is meaningless. Have you ever heard that? Meaningless, meaningless, everything is meaningless. Well, the actual translation is vapor or smoke. And he uses this word picture actually 38 times in this book. And why why is that so important? What he's really trying to do is throughout the book of Ecclesiastes to let you know that life is temporary and that it's paradoxical. I think we could all say, yeah, that's true, isn't it? And he says that there's so much beauty and goodness in this world, but just as you try to grab it like vapor or smoke, what happens? It's gone. Now, you might be like, Pastor Nate, where is the hope in this sermon? That sounds a little depressing. Everything I go for that's good is just gone. Hang on. I've got hope for you that's on its way. Here's what he says. You may be building your life on vapor and smoke. And if you do, watch out. It will be meaningless. It'll be lost. In fact, the author's primary objective is this, to deconstruct all the ways you and, tr- you and I try to find meaning and purpose apart from God. You see, I've got news for you. If you've been building your life on your wealth, on your career, on your status, on achieving all that you can in this life, I have news for you that is vapor. It will end up meaningless. But the hope is if you build your life on Christ, 
You have a glorious and bright future ahead of you. People who don't understand why a church member or somebody to go to church would give generously, tithes 10%, offerings to missionaries all over the world that would build this church. They don't understand it because they're building their life with vapor and it's all going to be gone. It's meaningless. But anybody who knows Jesus knows that I serve the King of kings, the Lord of lords. I can't outgive God. I'm so excited. My heart has been transformed. My life has changed. And now I'm generous. Why is that? Because I've been transformed by the love of God. It makes complete sense. You can't outgive God. It actually pays to tithe. It pays to be generous. It feels so upside down. But I want to say all of that to you because what you need to understand is that God has a plan for your life. He has a purpose for you. It's to bless you. It's to make you strong. And even in life when things feel like vapor and they disappear and they go away, God has a plan. And he's at work even in the highs or the lows. And as 2023 comes to a close this season... I want to help us enter into 2024 well. In fact, the big idea, if you're taking notes, is this. Entering a new season well begins by exiting the last season well. I'm going to say that again. Entering a new season well begins by exiting the last season well. And how do we do that? That's what I want to talk to you about today. How do we exit well? Well, a couple of things. We need to celebrate some wins, learn from the mistakes and the failures and the losses, And here's the hardest part. You ready? They made a song about it. Sometimes you got to let it go. Sometimes you got to let 2023 go. Even the best parts about 2023, if you try to hold on to what happened, what God said back then, you're going to miss what's going on in 2024. Hello. I had an amen over there. I was looking at it over here. No one said it over there. All right. Thank you. It was like a no look amen. I love that. God has something new for you, but if you're stuck looking back. But there are things worth celebrating because Portland Christian Center, we did some amazing things this year, didn't we? In our nation, there were some great things as well. The U.S. government, it didn't shut down. (laughs) Come on. We can celebrate. we got to flip the script sometime. The pandemic officially ended in May. Wow. Now, this one I thought was cool. I had to throw it in. Uh, In May, a woman, her name was Dorothy Hoffner, 104 years old, did this. 104, ready for more. Isn't that great? How many know that lady is not afraid of change? She's ready for the new season. As a church, we baptize people, 54, praise God. Isn't that amazing? We're seeing God build his church. We're seeing people being discipled. Families are coming to Christ. Our kids' ministry is growing. It's just amazing what God's doing. Another thing, a win that I like to celebrate is I want you to think about yourself this year. What's something that you did that you can celebrate as a family? As a person, I know there are people this year that gave up alcohol. They're sober for one year. Isn't that amazing? 
And you might be here and you're like, man, there are things to celebrate. And then you can say, well, Pastor Nate, actually, I had some losses this year. I lost some businesses. Things closed. My family, my marriage, it didn't bounce back the way I was hoping it. My kids, all the things that I was hoping for. In fact, I, I, I packed a lot in. But I, if I'm truly honest, and I think it's true for all of us, Sometimes the losses stick out a lot more than the wins. And if we're not careful, we could end up being stuck always looking backwards. You were never meant to be driving or moving forward in life looking at the rear view. God has something new for you today. God has something new for this season. And how we exit well is so important. That's why I'm hoping you understand because for everything there is a season. It doesn't mean the last season was greater or worse. It's just a season. And when you understand cycles in life, then you'll be able to embrace the new season that God has for you. Otherwise, there are syndromes that people have. And one of the syndromes I want to talk to you about is called the Uncle Rico syndrome. Have you heard of Uncle Rico? In 2004, there was a movie called Napoleon Dynamite. And... Uh, in this movie, there was an uncle named Uncle Rico. I have a picture of him. Um, his favorite team was the Cowboys, by the way. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's pray for you guys. What is going on? Just kidding. Here's one of his quotes as you look at this man. He says it like this. Back in 82, I could throw a football quarter mile. How much you, how much you want to bet I can throw this football over the mountains? And he goes, if I would have gone pro, I would have found my soulmate. And as he stares off into the distance, he's thinking, what could have been? We know people that live their lives looking back thinking, what could have been? And my prayer for all of us is to see it for what it really is. At this point, oh, sorry, keep Uncle Rico up just for a second. Vapor and smoke. All the things people want and care for. And it just reminded me as I went to value, or I'm sorry, to the Salvation Army and I donated bags of things. How the things that I was wanting and hoping for are now given away. What are you going to build your life on? Vapor and smoke? Or something that will last? Because for everything, there, was, there is a season. And if you'll allow me, I want to push a little bit deeper into this. You see, it's kind of fun to talk about Uncle Rico and a 104-year-old lady skydiving. But exiting one season and stepping into a new season is not easy. Even though chronologically it's going to happen tomorrow, we're comfortable with today. Anybody else? I'm comfortable. I like the way it is. But I want to push a little harder because when Jesus walked the earth, he had so much grace, he had so much love, so much compassion for sinners, for tax collectors, for people that were fishermen, for the lost, the ones that didn't know any better. He had so much grace. But then you see him, and it looks like on the text, he's mean, he's angry, he flips tables. 
He kicks people out of the temple. Who were these people Jesus was so stern with? You know who it was? The religious leaders. The ones who should have known better. The ones who were looking in the, in the, in the Torah, praying for Messiah to come. All of these years, all these generations, Jesus is standing right in front of them. The new has come. And they're looking at him and they're saying, no, I reject you. And Jesus says, I'm here. And because they were so focused on what they thought it should look like in the past, they missed the Messiah who was right in front of them. And, and the challenge, and I'll be completely honest with you, the challenge in the, in the big church and in people is that when God does something new, now hear me very carefully, the gospel doesn't change. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The methods and models, sure they change. But Jesus doesn't change. The word of God doesn't change. His power doesn't change. But how many know he's doing a new thing? He's doing something new in all of us. And what we have to watch out for is not that we're going to become Pharisees, but what if we carry a religious spirit? And John Bevere, I love this quote. He, he writes this on, I think it's a really good warning. He says, someone, a religious spirit is someone who always holds on to what God said but refuses to listen to what God is saying. A, a religious spirit will defend what God did and attack what God is doing. And my prayer for myself, because here's the deal, I'm a pastor. Do you realize that most of the religious leaders would have been priests and rabbis, teachers of the word? They were the ones that couldn't embrace the new. They were the ones that couldn't embrace what God was doing. And my prayer for everybody here is if God is telling you to exit some things that you're doing and step into the new, that you will embrace it. Now again, hear me loud and clear. I'm not talking about the gospel. Everybody got that? Jesus is still Lord. That's never going to change. Are we all, we, all, we all there? Turn to your neighbor and say, Jesus is going to change. All right, we got that down loud and clear. But as we exit 2023, I think we need to ask ourselves some questions so that we enter 2024 well. Are you ready to enter 2024 well? Are you sure? All right. So here's the questions I want you to ask yourself, three questions to ask yourself to enter 2024 well. Number one, what season are you in? What season are you in? Ecclesiastes 3.1, there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. And the analogy I want to use is just like the seasons. You have a time in the spring. What do we do in the spring? We prepare and we start planting in the ground. And then summer comes and we fertilize and we water. And then fall comes and it's a harvest. And then it's winter. And what happens in winter? Everything dies. I don't like, I was just kidding. But you know, it's just kind of hard. It's like it's dead, it's dormant. And for a farmer, during the winter time, you know what you're supposed to be doing? Checking the bills, making sure the equipment's good, checking the, the fields, making sure things ready. The spring, you're getting ready to plant. 
getting ready for new life. You're tilling up the ground, getting ready. Summer, you're watering, checking everything. In the fall, have you ever been around a farmer during harvest season? Leave them alone. They will get after you faster than you'd ever thought possible if you try and take their time. Why? Because it's harvest. Do you know the season that you're in? You see, the reason this is so important, because if you don't know what season you're in, you will not know what season God wants you to step into. There's actually a rhythm to life that you need to embrace. And this applies to every area of your life. Maybe if you're a business owner, maybe it's time to start something new, or maybe there are some programs or lines or things that you've actually got to shut down. Why? Because there's more fruit to produce. Maybe there are things in your life that it's been good for this season, like that can of food that's been sitting in your pantry for months and months and months. And the expiration date was 2020. It's time to let it go. Hello. You see, we can see it really clearly in others, but it's really hard to see it in ourselves. And if we don't pause in 2023 and ask the Lord, what season am I in, we'll never step into what God has you to do. The problem comes when we, when we don't accept, and here's the truth, or willingly ignore the season you're in. Because people do that all the time. They ignore their season. They ignore what God has for them. And what my prayer is is that if you're in a winter season, don't give up. Spring's coming. If you're in a spring season and you've planted some things, don't rip up the seed so fast. Have you ever been around somebody that can't stop planting? Can't stop starting something? They can never finish anything. Or maybe it's summertime, and when you're supposed to be watering and making sure everything is staying alive, you've left the field and you're doing something you're not supposed to be doing. Or maybe it's harvest time and you're just too distracted. And you just leave things the way that they are. I just believe with all my heart that God has us all in a season and a place. And he wants you to know what season you're in. Do you know what season you're in? In your marriage? In your health? How about in your finances? Do you know what season? Is it time to retire? Is it time not to retire? Should you get to work? Should some of us get out of our parents' basements? <laughs> what season are you in? I remember I had lived in a condo uh, for about three years, and then I got married to Mael. And she came in bringing new smells, new sights, new sounds, new plates, new curtains, it was all changing. I remember the first time she came in, I remember thinking, but I did that. And she took one of the paintings and she was like, are you sure you like this? And I was like, yeah, I don't think we need that anymore. <laughs> and my whole house changed. It was a new season. And I'm far better for it. Hello. New smells. Thank you, Jesus. When we get married, it's a new season. Some of us, we've forgotten. I, was, I won't embarrass anybody, but 
there are two people in this room, it's their birthday today. I won't call you out. I promised I wouldn't. But it's a new season for you. Are you ready for the new season? Or like some people who just ignore it and they get in trouble. When I was in high school, I went on a mission trip to Mexico. And we drove a bus all the way from Seattle all the way into Mexicali. I know, right? And unfortunately, on our baseball team, we had shared drinks. And one of the guys got mono three days before. And half the team got mono. And I got mono on the way down. But I didn't know it was. I just was getting sick and not feeling good. So we get down to Mexico. I served for one day. And next thing I know, my fever spikes. They put me in an air-conditioned room. They're packing ice. I had like 104 temperature, trying to get my body cooled down. And they had to fly me home. Okay, that was my first mission trip experience. But don't worry, I went back three times. But so, so I go home, and I remember I'm, I'm at home, and, they, and I, 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 get, I sleep like, all, like a bunch. And then I go to eat a, a Pop-Tart, and the food won't go down. Like, it's just, I'm trying to swallow and nothing's going down. And so my mom takes me to the clinic, and you know it's bad when the doctor says, uh, take him straight to the emergency room. So he's probing, checking, doing all these different things, takes me to the emergency room. Turns out I had something called epiglottitis, which is the flap in your throat. It had swollen, which is mostly what happens in infants. Happened to me at, you know, 18, I don't know. And, and so... Um, my throat's swelling, I have mono, and they had to give me a blood transfusion and do all these different things. I was in a different season all of a sudden. I went from being on a missions trip to being the mission real fast. And I'm sure we can all relate to that in our lives, can't we? What if, you, what if I would have ignored that season? What if I would have ignored the doctor? Because I had all, I had the power when I went into that clinic to say, I'm fine. And how many wives in here have told your husbands, hey, you need to go to the doctor. Don't elbow him too hard. I can see you. And there's just something about us, even though it's, it tends to be maybe doctor related, but for there's something about us that's just like, I don't know if I want to go into that next season. But God's saying, for everything, there is a season. And if we can embrace what God has for us today and understand that there's a next season, I believe we'll exit well, but we'll enter well. So the first thing you got to do is ask yourself the question, what season am I in? Because if you know what season you're in, then you'll know what's next. The next question, if I'm honest with you, is probably a lot harder. The next question is, what do you need to let go of? What do you need to let go of? Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witness, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles us, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith, for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Did you know that you have a race to run? As a believer, you have a race to run, and God wants you to run that race with perseverance. And the biggest struggle most of us have, if you're like me, is I compare my running style to everybody else. Those new shoes they got, 
that speed. Or how about this, if someone trips, ooh, I'm doing better than them. Come on, am I the only one that does that? There's just something inside of us that's like, I'm winning, I'm winning. But God's saying, you have a race to run. It's your race with him. Not to be compared to anybody else. And when you run, we all know this to be true, but it's so hard. You leave one step and you go to the next. And if you run looking backwards, it's not going to happen. Now, in, in Bible college, when they taught us this text, I had no idea about this. But when it says throw everything off, what it's talking about is like a runner. But in the Bible times, they would have outer garments, okay? They'd have different levels of garments. And what they would do is they'd have, you call them robes or different things, but they'd have different levels of garments. Now, when you run, whew, bring me back to child days. All right, there we go. It could be a cape, whatever. But if I'm running with my garment, how fast am I going to be? I'm okay. But what it's saying is, Throw off anything in the name of Jesus, come on, that is hindering and the sin that so easily entangles you and run the race. You see, I wanted to show you this because this message is for everybody and and here's why. There are things in your life, I'm going to write this down, I hope you can see it. Let's try and zoom in. My penmanship isn't the best. That hinder you. And some of us need to hear this today. What you're doing may not be sin, but it's slowing you down. I want to say that again. What you're doing may not be sinful, but it's slowing you down from what God has for you. And I want to trust the Holy Spirit that he will reveal that to you. I could give you a list of things but what if the Holy Spirit, because I, I can even see it in some of your eyes, you're like, the Holy Spirit's been telling me I need to stop doing that. I need to stop saying that. I need to stop going there. I need to stop watching that. I need to give that up. Is it sin? It's not in the Bible. But it's slowing you down. And then he says, Some of us are bound by your sin. And you're trying to run a race. And you're all tied up in sin and things that are hindering you. And it's more like a moment. And you are not going to be as fast. You are not, oh, you're going to trip. Watch out. That illustration got real, real fast. My prayer for you today is the things that have hindered you, the sins that have entangled you in 2023, that today is the day in the name of Jesus where you're going to throw it off once and for all in Jesus' name. Amen? What do you need to let go of? What is God saying it's time to let go of? Because here's the truth. You won't get to the good if you can't let go of the bad. You won't let go, you won't get to the good if you won't let go of the bad. The last question I want you to ask is this. Are you obeying God? What season am I in? 
What do I need to let go of? And am I obeying God? Are you obeying God? There's this passage, it's kind of obscure in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 1. And it says this, The Lord said to Samuel, How long will you grieve over Saul? Since I have rejected him from being king over Israel, fill your horn with oil and go. I will send you to Jesse, the Bethlehemite, for I have provided for myself a king among, this, among his sons. I want you to hear this. Why would this be so hard for Samuel? Because he anointed Saul as king. The reason it's so hard for so many churches to move forward is because so many people were the ones who built it in the first place. They're the reason that we stand on this, this beautiful stage, these, these chairs, this building. It's so hard to move forward, is it not? Not just church life, but I talk to people and in, in, in their relationships and their marriages and they're treating each other as if they've been married for a week. And they're looking at it like, we've been married for 50 years. But nothing's changed. We haven't grown. We haven't gotten closer to God. We haven't gotten closer to each other. We've been physically present. But nothing's changed. I'm still living like a bachelor, but I got a wife and kids at home. You see, chronologically things move. But people try to stay. They try to hold on. And here's what I want to say. It's absolutely natural. And the truth is, when you hear this message, I want you to hear very carefully what I'm about to tell you. Some people leave when they should stay, and some people stay when they should leave. Some people exit when they shouldn't exit. Some people are just stuck and they got to go. The key is not to just say everything needs to change, everything needs to get better, everything needs to move. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is you got to know the season. you got to know, where, you gotta know what's supposed to be next. And how, how do you do that? By listening to the voice of God. By obeying what he calls you to do. Because what God said to Samuel was not easy for Samuel to do. He was in mourning. He was sad because... Saul was set up by God through Samuel. He took oil. I mean, think about it. He, when you anoint someone with oil, he would dump oil all over the king. He did this huge ceremony, this huge event. He prayed over him. God blessed Saul for a season. He won all these battles. He was victorious. But then his heart turned away, and he wanted the glory for himself. Saul wasn't the only one that was disappointed. Samuel was. And some of you here, you've got some disappointments in your life. You've got some disappointments in 2023. You've got some things that you're like, man, it shouldn't have gone that way. And everybody in the room would probably say, that's true. It should not have gone that way. But let's not be Uncle Rico's holding on to the past saying, what if? What could have been? What should have been? Why not? Why, 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 why? What if we just said 2023 had some highs? It had some difficulties. But I'm trusting God for 2024. You see, I wrote down four things that I think I'm going to leave in 2023, and I'm hoping you will too. How about shame from your past? Anybody want to let go of that? How about fear of the future? Come on. How about 
control. I've got it all figured out. How'd that work out for you in 2023? How about finances? Anybody else want to let God be Jehovah Jireh, your provider? What if, what if as a church, we left some things in 2023 so that we can embrace what God has for us in 2024? I want you to think about it from this standpoint. If you let it go, what could, what could God do? What could God do? All the disappointments, all the hurts, all the shame, all the guilt, all the pain. Jesus paid for it all once and for all on the cross. And he says, behold, I'm doing a new thing. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. People don't see what Jesus is about to do because they are too focused on what was behind. As we close out 2023, I want to remind you what the book of Revelation says about what Jesus is going to do. You ready for this? I love this. Revelation 21, verses 1 through 5. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the, th the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. And this is the part I love. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Jesus is coming back, church. What's happening in Israel right now? Yes. We need to pray for a peace of Israel. We're going to do that in just a moment. Come on, let's clap for that. We need to pray for the peace of Israel. In case you're wondering, come on, amen. In case you're wondering... God has called us to pray for the peace in Jerusalem. We stand with Israel. We believe that God will protect his city. Amen? Here's what we have to believe. This is, what, this is what I just believe. There's a new season coming. There's a new season coming. So what's your job? Occupy till he comes. Occupy till he comes. You're not called to just sit and wait. You're called to pray. You're called to be aggressive for the kingdom. You're called to step into a new season. So, so what does that look like? I'm going to give you a, a quick taste of the new year. You ready? January 7th. Guess when that is? Next Sunday? Hello. We're going to begin the year with prayer with fasting. January 7th through 14th, we are culminating with prayer, fasting, and a worship night on the 14th. We're going to have, on our website, you can go there, and we're going to have a focus every day. We're going to have, you also, if you don't know how to fast, you can get, pick up some resources online or at the Hub next week. It'll help you fast food, or you can, uh, not fast food like go get McDonald's, but <laughs> fast food. Some of you got excited. But, but here's the focus. I read this from the National Office for the Assemblies of God, and 
Here's what, here's what the focus is. Are you ready? The focus is awakening. 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 That we would have eyes to see, hearts to respond, ears that would be open, that we would not miss what God is about to do because we're so focused on what was, we can't see what he's doing. God is saying there's a new thing and it's for every generation, young and old. We're all in this together to build his kingdom until God returns and takes us to glory, amen? We're in this together. And the dream is this, it might be a wild and crazy dream, but Portland Christian Center is gonna be a church for every generation, young and old alike where we lay down our preferences because hell is still hot and heaven is real. And we want every person, the nine people that got baptized today, praise God, praise God. But there's more. There are thousands of us, there's thousands of people just around Portland that don't know Jesus. Across the street, around the world. Let's not get lost in the little things. Let's be focused on what God's really called us to do. And you know what it requires? an awakening of our spirits, to have eyes to see, because people need Jesus. So what's God asking you to let go of? What do you need to exit in 2023 so that you can step into 2024? If I could have you bow your heads and close your eyes just for a moment. If you're here, I can't think of a better way to end 2023 than to receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. If you're here this morning and you want to let Jesus into your life and transform you, would you raise your hand? I want to pray the prayer of faith with you. Would you raise your hand high if you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Awesome, I see that hand, that's so good. Yeah, anybody else? Anybody else? Thank you, Jesus. I see that hand, awesome. You can put your hands down. Would you pray with me? Say, Jesus. Come on, let's all together as a church. Say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I turn back to you. I'm gonna follow you all the days of my life. I pray that you would wash me clean make me new. I love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you stand with me, church? And we're going we're gonna to close this service with a worship song. And here's my prayer for you today. And just so you know, the altars are always open. If you want to leave something at the altar today, man, you are free to do that. Leave it here and worship Jesus. But here's, we're going to close with this song. And I just believe that some of us are ready to exit 2023 and jump into 2024 ready for more, amen? Would you lift your hands with me? I wanna bless you, Lord. I wanna bless you people with the Lord's blessing. Lift your hands up. Jesus, thank you for every hand that's raised. I bless them in Jesus' name. I pray that they be filled with your power, with your glory. If there's things they've gotta let go, I pray you'd help them to let it go because you have something new for them this year. The old is gone, the new has come. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Portland Christian Center Podcast. If you'd like to hear more or learn more about us, visit our website at pcctoday.com.
www.ttbcoffee.com or join us online for our live stream at 1030 at live.pcctoday.com.